This is a fucking banger. Ladies and gentlemen, cats, snakes, dogs, chicken, elderly people, workers, and twerkers. Damn. Absolutely. I don't give a fuck. It's the ruckus. What the fuck you expect? I body slapped my wife, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, boys and girls? Right now, you're listening to The Ruckus, Organized Chaos. It's your boy, Keeper Mike. And tonight, I'll be taking the lead as myself and the usual suspects. Um, Tonight, we have a legend, a legend in the building. You know what I'm saying? Um, He's been in the game for over, what, 20 years now? Um, he's a spitter, heavy boss for days. He's worked with legends from DJ Premier, P-Rock, Large Professor, Liz goes on and on and on. When he gets into the booth, he's not to be played with. You know what I mean? He's so hip-hop that he got a big-ass tattoo on his arm saying hip-hop. So you know he live and breathe for this thing right here. Talk you know what I mean? And, and last but not least, he reps Lawrence in Massachusetts so hard. So you know Law Town's in the building tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the homie Rex in the building. What's going on, partner? I appreciate that intro, man. Uh, it's peace yeah. to be here. Uh, part of this ruckus movement. I like that. Appreciate you. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because um it's safe to say that um gray hairs, that's the one that kind of got you like get that pretty much got you out of here. Um, you know, cause every time I ask people, like the gray hair is the ones that everybody knows you for, but um me being, you know, from the same city, like it's very interesting because like I followed your career, but I never knew your career, meaning like, you know. Um, how it how it got started, when you started spitting, like who was your connects in Massachusetts to get you into the game. And so I want to go back before Gray Hairs. I want to go even before Along Came the Chosen, for those that, that don't even know. I want to go like to, during that era, because I have a whole funny story regarding that album. So I really want to know, like, what's your story and how you got into the game, man? So, um, again, Lawrence, Massachusetts, that's where it all started. Um, uh, straight, straight up, like prior to, like you know, even me uh, being born, uh, a lot of black families were coming up from the from the south, um, migrating north, like the Great Migration, and my grandparents were part of that movement. They um, they were coming. My grandfather from from Georgia, my grandmother from South Carolina, so they packed up, jumped in, jumped in the big wagon, uh, took the family up north, and headed to a, a small a small little town. Uh, Lawrence, Massachusetts, and that's um, where kind of the village kind of developed. Uh, very unique uh, uh, location in that it's like very different uh, individuals from all different kind of uh, countries. You had uh, Lithuanians out there, Italians, uh, Irish. You had, um, you know, it, it was the influx, like I said, of the black migration. But then you also had a lot of individuals coming in from Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. And this and this uh, city is known for during the Industrial Revolution. And uh, yeah, the, during the Industrial Revolution of like, you know, a lot of workers in the textile mills and, and what have you. So there's like, there's a, a vast, vast, vast history in Lawrence and Lowell and all these different areas, even Boston, like certain outskirts of Boston of uh, individuals working in these mill uh, kind of environments. And my family came off the heels of that. My grandparents came off the heels of that. And a lot of the individuals in that community came out 
off the heel of that. So me being born uh, by Pamela Christine uh, uh, Bl uh, Blythe now, you know, uh, her married name, Pamela uh, Christine Blythe uh, birthed me at uh, uh, 16 years old. She was, she was a, young, um, a young mother who uh, gave birth uh, in, a, in, in that environment and uh, amidst uh, a lot of chaos, uh, you know, if, if you know Lawrence, Massachusetts, and you know, you know, influx of, of gang violence and, and, and um, you know, the, the poverty that, that's in, in certain neighbor neighborhoods, um, that's what she was, she was coming up in. And uh, that, my story, my story and everything that I speak about is, is um, me dealing with uh, the trauma I went through as a youth coming up in an environment that's like encapsulates all that uh, and in the storyline that comes prior to me being born you know what I'm saying like everything that everything that I carry with me has to has to do with the breads and circuses the bread the bread and roses um, environment that is uh, that location that, that, that we come from so I, I carry a piece of that everywhere I go in, in, in my music Dope, 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 man. And so with that being said, how old were you when you got introduced to this thing called hip hop? And when do you feel as though, yo, I got something here with this? Like what what age do you um you with two two part questions as a matter of fact. What age would it started and who were your influence coming up? So um my first influence were my older cousins um, breaking out the cardboards and uh, you know imitating a lot was what was going on in New York, like us being on, uh, on Thorndike Street and um, be, being out uh, in, in uh, North Lawrence and just I wanted to do what they were doing. So I was a breakdancer first, part of uh, a crew called Funk. Funktown connection and 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 we were a little we were a little <laughs> breakdance crew going throughout the city like you know battling you know popping lock popping locking you know backspins all that that was that was me as a little shorty um, but I don't know if 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 you know Lawrence you know that on Jackson Street right in the cut right before you get to Haverhill Street there was like this little theater at. Yo, growing up, like we used to go to this theater and they were showing uh, Breaking 2 and B Street and different um, movies like this. And this was my first real taste of like, you know, seeing it visually and capturing and seeing uh, Kumo D spitting the Christmas rap. And that kind of like drew me in uh, in the beginning, uh, being able to see uh, Kumo D's Christmas rap. I, I memorized that, spit that rhyme, you know verbatim every uh, day in the schoolyard until the little girl um, pulled my card and told me that wasn't my rhyme. And so <laughs> that's what really kind of set me off, you know, being told that like, yo, you plagiarizing, bro. Like, yo, get your, get your act together. And so from that came MC Rock, my very first name, MC Rock. Um, that was the, um, the intro to like me pinning my own rhymes and like, you know, memorizing lines um, to spit in the schoolyard. So, 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 Biggs, you want to get him? Yo, that, that, that origin story, bro, is, is crazy. Because it's like, I think it's also so familiar because I know so many people that, that kind of, you know what I'm saying, they started off the same way and they, they did the things like you, you, you pop in a locker, use a B-boy, or you, or you know, you tag, you bombing, tagging up walls and shit, you know, like, mm -hmm, really, yeah. really living the culture, you know what I mean? So, um, even me being from Miami, like we, we had a very active graffiti scene, a very active 
b-boy scene you know boys was you know people had um those speedy boys as all kinds of crews right so you know shout like, to winwood shout to winwood for real yes sir yes sir. yes winwood before before the art galleries winwood don't get it twisted winwood winwood was a puerto rican hood in miami still lives for the most part outside of the art galleries and and people will, they, you, you get your shit flipped right there real, real quick over there, man. That shit ain't no joke back in the day. But yeah, man, um, I I guess I wanted to um, to bring up my my experience listening to your music. It started back in like 03 or so. So, you know, like that, that generation is sort of like the resurgence of the East Coast underground, like really coming at it, you know, people coming with the bars. And you was one of the ones that I was like, yo, this dude is nice. Like, who is it? And um, and you was on a on a compilation or or an album called uh, the Saturday Night Agenda. This dude called Soul Supreme. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so like that that compilation had we you know Big Daddy Kane. It had it had Pete Rock. It had Andre the Giant was on there. Uh, KRS. Elder Head Toucher, who's also from Massachusetts. Um, mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there was there was just a a, a a crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, like just seeing that compilation, I was like, yo, everybody's nice, you know what I'm saying? And, and your name, because it was just Rex, I'm like, I, I'm, I always remember it. And then, you know, a few years later, you start, you know, it's gray hairs and, and say goodnight. And, yo, like, there was so... It was so much like, like, how did you get on? You know what I'm saying? As far as, uh, you know, getting into the, into the game and and going, you know, uh, getting on the, with these artists and, and making your music. So, um, the the original the original uh, aspect of it, and yo, shout out shout out to um, to Miami and shout out to like, there's so many dope dope uh, MCs and producers I, I love like the connections I have down there, uh, Miami and for a lot of deals still to this day. But um, there's um, my my intro basically was um, straight out of high school. I decided I was going to UMass Amherst. Uh, for college, got hooked up with a manager out there who was the head of a, a radio station called Breath Control. Uh, we would go over there, freestyle, freestyle, night after night, night after night. Uh, just you know, you know, bum rush the, the 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 radio station, and like this is my first opportunity to be on the radio. And so like, um, you know, even though it was like a local, just the Amherst small little like section in Northampton. Uh, it was a, a, a newfound thing for me. And so um, myself and uh, MC Lucky Dice, we were like, um, we were both at UMass Amherst as students. And uh, he was my, my riding partner from then uh, till now, like just like when it came to the music. Um, and so when I was doing my thing in UMass Amherst, summer came and, you know, it was either go to Lawrence or go to Boston. And I ended up going to Boston, like to like, you know, join yes. what, was, what was burgeoning like during that period in time it was much different than like how you got on here like you were doing ciphers like you would be outside of local venues and see 20 MC sitting in a circle just jump in the circle and then you just flex your muscle and like you know I sharpened my darts in some of the, the the wildest ciphers from like you know crumb snatcher killer tactics Ooh. 
Mr. Lift, Acrobatic, Esoteric. Everywhere I went, there were like locations for me to sharpen my blade. Uh, rest of power to the great Blackistan, like individuals who like, you know, yes, sir. like who are legitimate spitters in these ciphers, in these circles, you sharpened your blade. So uh, Boston was Boston was my first playground for that. And my opportunity to get on came when I was in a cipher uh, with Checkmark of Schizophrenics and um, uh, a member, a former member of, of the Schizophrenic. Rest in power to Eddie Bones, former member of, um, of the Schizophrenics, mm. uh, Top Notch. Uh, it was between me and Top Notch to get on uh, their single that was coming out on Brick, this uh, you know, new imprint, Brick Records, right, at the time. Yeah. And uh, Chuck Mar really rocked with what I was saying, and so put, threw, me on the, threw me on the record, and from being on that record with Checkmark, Virtuoso, and Esoteric, uh, I started to gain a little notoriety in the city, and um, Brick Records wanted to put out my first album. And so uh, I was immediately in the studio just banging out records, and uh, Static Selector, who has gone on to do um, um, enormous things now, and shout out to my bro, uh, this was his first, uh, this album had his first, um, his first ever uh, production credit was on that album. Uh, so pretty dope, pretty dope. So that's kind of like where it, where it got off us. Me. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. He did what? Wait, wait, wait. Which track he producing um, um, on that album? He did, um, he did Easy. <laughs> It's a terrible, oh, it's a terrible beat, bro. <laughs> Yo, that beat is that beat is terrible. People love, people love. Uh, no, no, did he? Not easy, not easy. Um, oh, what's? It's not easy. It's not easy. It's um. Oh, what's it? Uh, I don't remember the name of this record. It's it, it, it's the one with um. I, I'd have to look at a long came to chosen right now to like even. Uh, entertain right, we'll, we'll, we'll check that out later. We'll, we'll, we'll check it out and we'll figure it out because it, it's been a while yeah. since I looked at that album. So, um, uh, so our brother um, <clears throat> Cloud Nine wants to wants to ask you a question real quick. Absolutely. Ahead, My, I, I have like two uh, two questions right quick. Mm-hmm. All right, so we talked about the Great Migration, right? Yeah. Uh, for for African Americans, right? I have a very close friend. That me and my 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 wife, my girl, whatever I call her, whenever it happens, whatever I say, we married, so why get that Um, she, her family, her her grandmother is I call her like Mama too. She's from Mississippi, and um, she was a sharecropper. So I'm saying like. And you know how Dominicans, they came from, mostly they go to DR. From DR, they go to, to um, New York or Miami. Ah, my wife is sitting over there. She's Dominican, and she, and she ended up in New York. <laughs> so, <laughs> you see? So this is, this is my question. My question is like this. Most African fam- uh, African-American families, they ended up going to Chicago, to Los Angeles, and, or staying in the South. Or to uh, or they spread out to certain areas. Didn't you when you grew up and you saw that you were in a mostly like because probably when you when when they got when your mother got here, it was probably it was like what French Canadian Irish 
whatever. But then they turn Dominican. You're like, yo, why couldn't you bring us to a fucking black town? Just Man. like we. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to let you Because I'm saying, like, yo, I, I, I asked my, to this day, I've been asking since I was little. I'm like, why couldn't we stay in New York? Why couldn't we go to New York instead of fucking come to Lawrence? Because Lawrence is like the, the coffee with creamer, and New York is the real shit. You know what I'm saying? All the Dominicans went to New York or Miami. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm wondering, since you sp- spoke on that, did you ever say that too? Like your family, you know? Because I never, it's I never the same thing. I never went to my family was like, uh, why Lawrence? Uh, for the most part, Lawrence was like, you know, my, my safe haven. I want to say, I'm, I'm going to say something about that, but I want to say first and foremost, uh, Dominican, like, and Puerto Ricans, and uh, many of the Caribbean islands or whatever, like, because the island of Hispaniola, right, with the Dominican Republic in Haiti, you're talking yeah. about individuals who are separated by the massacre. Mm. They're the same people. They're yeah. not different people. They're the same people yeah. who were, were conquered by, they were conquered by who they were conquered by. Uh, Haiti, in Haiti's case, they weren't conquered. They defeated uh, the French, but yeah. they still were, they were led to uh, live miserable lives for a period of time. And they, they, projected yes. that, they projected that misery on the Dominican populace, right? So... Mm-hmm. Those, those individuals, again, same individuals, cousins worn with cousins, family members worn with family mm-hmm. members. Yep. You know, I, I grew up with Dominicans with wider noses than I have, bigger lips than I have, like, who have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they are the same people. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, my misunderstanding, my misrepresentation, and I really know what it meant, and black and brown, it's like, that's a learned ideology, you know, black and brown, you know, uh, Afro-Cuban, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, Cuban, Brazilian, no, no matter what you are, you are you are part, most likely, of the tribe of uh, Yoruba. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of Yoruba tribe in, in the West West Africa ended up in different link, different uh, locations yeah. uh, across, the, across the other side of the Atlantic. So, with that being said, no, I never, I never looked at where my small little community and, and, and determined that I needed to be in either New York or Chicago or whatever, what have you. Like, no, I, like I rock with Lawtown a strong way, fam. Like, I really feel like you know where I come from is it, rock solid. I, I, I met some of my most rock solid uh, relationships and friendships in that neighborhood, and I'm, you know, I'm proud of, of, of where I came from and and to wear that flag no matter where I went in the world. Like, you know, wherever I went, you know, a lot of times they they come they they connect me to Boston because I I, I got my my feet really wet in Boston, but I never. I never threw that tag on me personally. That was that tag was throw, bestowed upon me, and I wear it proudly as well because I'm Boston just as I'm Lawrence. But I'm Lawrence first and foremost. Everybody knows that. If anybody truly knows me, they know I'm Lawrence to the to the heart and core. And it's yes, probably going to be the case. That's real shit, bro. Me as a as a out of towner, you know, like like. Somebody who who was not. I had family in Lawrence at one point. You know, being Dominican, that oh, we, we all ended up there at some point, or we have family there. So, um, going to you know, what I'm saying like y'all represent Lawrence so you know so lovely. 
um and then your music and your the way that that y'all that y'all speak the 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 slang the demeanor everything you know what i'm saying like um something and i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off cloud nine it's just that that i that as i'm formulating my thoughts on this i'm just like like it's not just rex you know it's it's terms it's static for, for a while i forgot that he was from lawrence i was like yeah he's from he's from the area like you know you got you got haverhill and and Andover, all these towns, all these cities that are all kind of in close proximity and they got similar environments. And, you know, everybody from there really reps, <laughs> you know, Lawtown, y'all, y'all really rep that, man. Y'all we really also got, that. we got some local legends that like, you know, like should like, should be like rock solid gold. Like, like to me, Sonic, Sonic is a rapper who like came from Lawrence, Massachusetts, who's Who's one of the greatest artists? Like who just never, never like made it outside of like, and he tra- he's traveled the world. Sonic has traveled the world, but Sonic should have been something. When we were little, we thought Sonic was gonna be the biggest young rapper ever because he was he was better yeah. than everybody. He was better than me. He was better than Turn. He was better than everybody. And when he was a little shorty, and we're like, yo, how does this little dude rap in circles around everybody? And that's just who he always yeah. been. You know, and he's a humble dude, and he represents Lawtown to the fullest. And Sonic is like a representation of what I mean when it comes from when you when you talk about hometown. Like when you say rock solid, that's like you know through and through, like the the type of environment I come from, fam. So like that's my that's my guy. Like you know, like I've traveled around the world with Sonic, and like you know, I, I to forever fall off. I'm always gonna rock with rock solid dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where we come from. So my second question, my second part of the question was like, how did you find your voice to, to, to believe in yourself so much to get out there? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> um, I, I really, um, I came, I grew up around, um, uh, older cousins that were kind of bullied, bullies, you know what I'm saying? I like, so. He didn't understand this nature of me and like the, how sensitive I was as an individual and dealing with trauma. Like, you know, when when you have issues, you have a tendency to like block either block it in, block it out, or or, or, or lock it inside uh, a lot of times and just you know. I could turn detrimental. That could turn into like me carrying a toolie on the street, joining a gang, ending up in jail, being shot or whatever. My voice came because like um, I found I found like in response to like individuals who like spoke to me or spoke down to me in a certain way, I projected when I responded, when I got angry enough, I, I projected and I controlled the environment around me and it made me safe. It made me feel safe. Like when I when I spoke out, when I spoke out and let somebody know that it wasn't okay how you treated me. That's when I first like, and 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 that may not even be truly like exactly what you're asking me, but that's the reality. Beyond, no, you. That's the reality. You beyond. gave boundaries. Yeah, you gave that's, boundaries. That's that's, that's like, awesome. You know, yeah, so that's where it came from. It came from the trauma. It came from an outlet. Uh, you know, me going back and forth on the green, the green bridge, the green bridge. I would take back and forth, headed to South Lawrence. <laughs> to basketball. <laughs> no, real talk, like that. No, the duck bridge, the duck bridge, the duck bridge. I go to the stadium courts, and I would be 
a ball player. So like I, I go to the stadium course to play ball while I'm dribbling my ball, I'm memorizing my rhymes, you know? Uh, and I would just be back and forth, back and forth. And anybody who saw me walking down the street, they would know, they they know what it was. Like I was I was in the ball and I was in the rhyming and like, you know, um, that's just what it was. You know, like there was opportunity for me to wild out uh, and do the wrong things, but I had like individuals in the village who protected me, like in a neighborhood who was like, nah, bro, yo, you don't belong right there. Every time you seen a pistol, every time you seen, I come from Lawrence, like through and through. You know, every time I seen certain things, there was somebody who was an angel or a guardian for me who was like, nah, that's not you, shorty. That's not your situation. You're going to take it over here because you're going to learn. And so the village kind of paid it forward for me where I came from and protected me in an environment that was savage. You know what I mean? I, I grew up in a savage environment and I couldn't, like, we, that's where we come from. We come from savagery, yeah. you know? And, and, hey. Obviously, I knew how to protect myself in the neighborhood too. Don't get it twisted. Like if need be, I was. I had you had to. You can't come up in savagery and not be able to handle yourself in savagery. But like, yeah. I'm. Uh, shout out to all those who who were on the corner and was like, nah, it's that's not your life. You know what I'm saying? You gonna you gonna go somewhere else with it. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. You just mentioned something that I, I was always thinking about, man, because Lawrence, we're, we're like an interesting city because it's like we always have someone that looks they're about to take us to the promised land and then something either wacky or unfortunate happened because you just mentioned Sonic. Um, shout out to him. Then we had some, we, ha we had scientific, rest in peace with him. He looked like he was about to be next. And then, you know, he went to something tragic. Then we had Crumb after he hit the source. We all saw he was going to be, take us to the promised land, and then something happened to him, and then it was like something always, it's like a weird, dark cloud. I can't explain it. It's something just wacky that it looks like somebody's about to give us that look, and then it goes left on us. And it, it is, it's just weird. It's yeah. really, really weird. I think it's a sign of the times, and you 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 hit it right with what you said. What you said is, is what it actually is. And like... For me, like where I am in my spirituality and where I am in my life to these in these in these days and times, like it makes me be like, you know, I, I have knowledge of self now. So like everything that had me clouded and like lost for a long period of time didn't let me see like what was actually going on around me that was clear as day. It's like you're right. It, there was a dark cloud, but to me, it's it's all it all stems from the trauma that we all exist in. Like no matter who you dealing with on the on the streets in Lawrence, and it's not just Lawrence. It's Miami. It's Chicago. It's L.A. It's every neighborhood where we don't really have an outlet for that trauma that we're dealing with. And like. Yeah. With, with hip-hop, we're learning on the go. So you're learning on the fly. We're like, yo, it's just like doing the dozens. It's just like anything where we just get our trauma out there and we deal with it right in the front. So, like, we deal with it through battles. It was the breakdancing. It was graffiti. It was all, all the culture stemmed from the trauma yeah. we were dealing, for, dealing with and looking for an outlet because there were no answers in the communities where 
coming from, from. The people who were supposed to take care of you didn't care to take care of you. They wanted to see you like get lost in the savagery. So we found an outlet. You know, those 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 outlets and those gateways became the ways. But that doesn't change the fact that 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 real life is dealing with you in real time. So the 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 drugs, the violence, the like all the stuff that's going on, even through your successes can be your failure and downfall if you don't have those individuals to speak, hey shorty, come here. Like do it this way, not that way. So like that's that's a lot yeah. of like like what happens tragically when Betty Cora and Scientific passed away. And then like, you know, yeah. shout out to Betty Cora too, because Bet like Betty Cora like was like me as a little shorty, she was the most beautiful female I ever seen in my life. Like like um watching watching with my homie Gerald, that was that was Scientific's uh uh soon to be wife, right? And and and, and they were like, in the car, right? Yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. was the tragedy. That was the tragedy, and and um, you know, their their circumstance is is a is a result of again the the environment that we came up in, the chaos, the 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 drugs that were the that were uh, prevalent prevalent in in that period in time. Um, you know, when you were coming hey, up, y'all did. I have though. a question. I have another yeah. question though. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because it's um what you just said. Do you think that um since the art is considered an outlet, and I I've been like watching like um certain uh, videos on like Chicago drill, UK drill, Bronx drill, and even on uh, the rapping in ja- Jacksonville. I don't really call that drill. I call that some something else. But um. Do you think that's clouding it? Like, almost like becoming a gatekeeper, like, to getting the outlet out, like, getting, like, using that. So you have all these kids that grew up in that, in like how you were saying, like, they grew up in um, these, in these environments. Mm-hmm. And then, they need to they need an outlet, right? But what happens when they intertwine and then basically whatever you say can get you killed? I mean, the situation like triple X happens. Like, you know, like yes. exactly what you said, like triple X w- was looking for a way out. Saying like it, he was not he was not like he was attempting to switch it up and like be like nah this ain't the way and like you know being a young shorty who caught up and like certain sh- like individuals nipsey situation is like that you know like mm. certain individuals like you know they, you change it up young Dolph like you know those situations yeah. are individuals who were who were on both sides of it you know, because, like, you're giving back to the community, you want to be in the community, immersed in it, and you want to, like, you want to still um, have your have your uh, tiptoe foot in the street. But you can't, mm-hmm. you can't live both sides. You can't. Yeah. But that's not, that's exactly. not just, that's exactly. with everything. That's not, with, that's not just with music, that's with everything. Like, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't do that if you're, if you're, like, if you're going to go become the world's greatest chef, you can't be on the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't <laughs> For real. live both lives. So, like, you don't have guidance. If, if, if we don't have guidance, 
Um, in real time, we're learning this. Social media is making it, making individuals accountable. No, but there's a catch-22 because there's a lot of negativity, but within that negativity, there's a paradigm shift where a lot of individuals are leaning towards positivity and attempting to, like, you know, usher that into the conversation, like... Mm -hmm. Uh, in a way that that shifts individuals' morales, like there's the the um the uh, Wall Street trapper who's on online and and like valuable. He's so valuable to individuals who only saw like their template uh, as making sense in the trap. But like yo, like this United States government is the world's biggest trap house anyway, and everybody knows that. But like, whoa. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But like this individual knew how to like take the science of where he came from and project that into the into the trap house, the biggest trap house, and show individuals how to usher themselves into that same trap house. So that's why um, I'm saying there's like kind of a paradigm shift where you have intellectual beings, individuals who on a on a trap in a trap like you already know how to like count certain numbers you know how to like deal with numbers better than most individuals and and uh, you had no choice you have, you have to have it off the top of your head in real time mm -hmm. right in real time you yeah. got to be able to handle the trap right same thing in, in in um corporate america same thing in on wall street same thing in this this other game it's all a game and you just like like um it it, it it's how how do you trans transition into that? So like that that dude is an example of individual who took it like left that completely and found a gateway and his outlet like a lot of individuals like I, I recently stopped drinking but individuals like I got to be an outspoken person for that so that I can self heal as well as I teach be a student and yes. a teacher. You know what I'm saying? That's what the, the, the Wall Street Trapper's doing. He's being a student and a teacher. He's learning on the go and on the fly how to teach other individuals to do exactly what we need. We need this. Pay it forward yeah. so we can so we can remove ourselves from that other toxicity. In order to, that, that goes for anything. I don't care if you're in uh, corporate America, if you're in Andover, Massachusetts, if you're in Beverly Hills, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are. It really doesn't. Like, because the, the, the reality is, like, in yes. Massachusetts, those individuals are dealing with trauma the same way we are. And we're all yep. dealing with trauma, no matter where we are. Like, we're, we're just dealing with our own version of it. And so, like, how do you how do you recover from from it? What's your outlet, and how do you pay it forward? See, that no. brings up that does bring up one one thing I want to uh, mention before uh, handing it back to Mike. Um, you mentioned that you know Wall, Wall Street Trapper, who I've been following for a while, mm -hmm. and you know it, it's it's a you mentioned the paradigm shift, and we got. Not only the Wall Street Trapper, but we got this brother out in Atlanta, uh, Hamza, who's got Global Connects. He's like using government contracting um, and that sort of thing to kind of to build wealth, you know, to establish wealth in the community. Um, you got Jay Morrison. Jay Morrison is on a level that I've seen very few people on. He he's got the Tulsa Real Estate Fund, and that's a that's a real it's real estate investment trust. He got approved by the SEC and everything. You got the Earn Your Leisure Brothers. Oh, I mean, yep. Yeah, you got Sherelle Dorsey. I mean, you got so many people that are really flipping. You know that there, 
this takes what what was said in that movie Empire with John Leguizamo. Um, mm. This sister right here too. This, this is a sister out of Nigeria. The sister out in Nigeria. So like when you start thinking about it, um, investment clubs, that's very important. Like just speaking okay. on what you're talking about, like yeah. very valuable. There's a there's a scene in the movie Empire with John Leguizamo where uh, Peter Skarsgård's character, the the investment banker that he associates himself with, trying to get out of the drug game, he's telling his girl, uh, played by Denise Richards, he's like, this guy he'd be worth liquid like like he's worth like five million. Like he'd be running any any corporation right now if he was uh, if he was on Wall Street. But he's on the block. Right. Yeah. And that, that, said, that says it right there. You know? <laughs> but like, the, but, but, uh, so the, the playing field is open now, though. It, it always was open, but like individuals are, are, are able to see it before their eyes yeah. when they're able to like place it, place a connection with themselves and, and, and see a relatable situation and say, okay, this, this makes sense. You know, to see, um, you know, exchange traded traded funds in the community. You know what I'm saying? Like individuals who like are running hedge funds, individuals who are starting, you know, um, IPOs. And those IPOs are like, like now, um, you know, being traded on, um, trading on major, major exchanges. And, and that's coming from the neighborhood we come from. So like, I'm 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 an avid investor. I spend my like the, the majority of my time outside of this music thing on investments, like on my village's investments. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? I I have private uh, uh, courses that I, I I teach through Zoom because of because of that very thing. Like it, it, the need to pay it forward. Uh, I got a class. I got a class in two weeks at a school in Boston, high school kids, where I'm going to be talking this conversation right here and like how to like see beyond the neighborhoods that we come from and just know that like for me like I didn't know how but I knew I did not want to be the individual that remained in my same neighborhood 10 20 years ago where somebody could come back to to the same block same corner it ain't really a trap house no more like that but like be on the same corner uh and, and see me sitting there and vibing and, and, and know where to find me the moment they needed to find me. Like, you know, right now I'm in, I'm in Stockbridge, Georgia. That's where, that's where I reside. My objective is to, uh, to do a lot. Our village wants to do land grab out here and then, you know, grow that out. Like outside in of Georgia environment, you know what I'm saying? Right here in Georgia and start moving that. And that's a, that's a, the altered, transition we went they, they went north they migrated north and now we came south you know we came back south to like you'll buy up this land and then you know start thinking about how to like deal with um deal with up north after we have you know these millions invested you know yes. that's that's game there that's yes, game yeah, man. that's fire for real that's fire now let me let me bring, let me bring it back in full circle and get it get back on my hip hop talk right here. Um, okay, so you being from Massachusetts, I know we have a very interesting story with hip hop as a whole in Massachusetts. 
when you were coming up, did you feel as though you were getting the support that you got from the city or from the state, or you had to like, get the hell out of here? I mean, unfortunately, anybody who wants to make it, the two states, you got to go to either Cali or New York. But as you were doing your come up as a lyricist and MC, you know, did you feel as though you were getting the support that you got either from your family or friends or even from, you know, from anybody who's like a fan of the, of the culture? Or you just feel as though Massachusetts was just like a, a too, too cool for their own kind? Um, I don't know if I don't know I, I don't know if I would word it that way. Like what I would say is this: like, um, you know, I I I did the Middle East, I did the Bills Bar, I did Western Front, I did everything that you could do in, in the in the underground circuit in Massachusetts, without major air radio play because we don't have like ninety four point five wasn't going to be playing uh, any of the local artists, no matter if you had like a hit type record or what have you, it's just not, yeah. it's not built for your environment. When they made, you know, the launch pad and, and, and started creating a, 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 a pseudo spot for um, underground artists to get their shine on Sundays, um, it was BS. We all knew it was BS and, and it's what like, you know, yeah. what we come from, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it, that town is not a, a hip hop town. Like it's, it, it, that state is not a hip hop state. It never was made for that. Um, and so I, I don't blame the state though. I don't, I don't blame it on the state. I, I blame it. I, I, I look at it like, you know, you got to expand your horizons and be like, I was always thinking beyond like competing with acrobatic and Ed OG so much. And I wanted to compete with individuals globally. And I wanted to expand my horizons beyond just my local neighborhood, not to downgrade individuals who I consider legends. Cause I, I do consider the individuals I'm talking about as legends but my mind frame was i can't be attempting to compete with somebody who's in the same uh predicament or situation as i am i should be intent in, intent on you know taking it uh outside of this environment and so um like i said i didn't want to be on, on in the neighborhood i didn't want to be on the block um i didn't want to be um uh, stuck in a, in a in a in a in a box that that was Massachusetts, and so I like Massachusetts supported as much as Massachusetts was gonna support. That's how I feel, you know. And yeah. after after a period of time, you gotta recognize like how many times are you gonna go see Rex perform like at the Middle East, bro? Like. Yeah. How many times can you do that? Like, yo, I done went to 10 of your shows. I bought all your CDs. Do I need to buy all your CDs again? Like, yo, like, yo, you have to expand your horizons. You know, like, your horizons have to be deeper than the neighborhood we come up in. So, uh, I don't fault. I don't fault my family. I don't fault. I don't fault um, my friendships. I, like I, I, I feel they made me stronger. They made me more um, rock solid. They be like, yo, get out. When me and Lucky Dice were stopping cars in the middle of, um, in the middle of Copley Square, and we're like, yo, put this seat at the red light. Put this CD inside your joint and play it. They play the <laughs> CD and a word. Buy. I don't. Whatever you have, what you got in the cupboard, th throw, throw whatever you got. Let's go, let's go. $5, $6, $2. I don't care what it is. Just make sure you break us off. Break us off, speed off, we good. Play the music. That's how we had to do it. Like, you know, that's yeah. what we had to come up doing to be able to, like, say we're going to eat that night. You know, and that, yeah. that's the reality. And, like, it, you had to want it like you want to breathe. Like, you know, did, in real time, like, yo, like, my son, my son makes music now. And, like, the environment that he's coming up in is nothing like that. 
Like he can, he got B stars. He got like so much going on online, and I'm like, yo, he's sending me records that he's creating in his in his in his uh, uh in his um bedroom, and I'm like, bro, I had to be like recording on like that's <laughs> like yo like. Yeah. Like, yo, get it, get the first five records right in order, or you lost your you lost your music, bro. You had to come prepared. Different. Peace, peace. Hey, you wanna you wanna ask a question real quick? That part right there with your son. So your son's rapping now, right? Yeah, and making beats. Okay, mm -hmm. so now. I got my son that he's uh he's good. I think he's good. He sounds good like uh, a 90s like you know your your era, our, my era. He were his flow is pretty good and stuff like that. And I tell him when you freestyle or you rap, tell people it's a story. So let them know that you're going to rap is just something you're making up. His flow is amazing. I'm not even lying, like, not because he's my son, but he sounds like he's, like, from the 90s. And so he's good, but I want him to rap about, you know, positive stuff, not leaking guns, drugs, and bitches and shit like that. Do you tell your son to rap about true shit, good stuff, or do you allow him to rap about bitches, drugs, and bullshit like that? So I don't tell my son anything to rap about. I actually didn't even play my son any music. I didn't play him none of my stuff. I didn't like, you know, coming up, I wasn't like, you know, really influencing any of that. Like, I felt like I had to like live by my own example and like let that kind of like marinate and he's going to become who he, he becomes. Like, I I like, I, I teach by passive, you know what I'm saying, acknowledgement and like, like I allow... I allow them to move the way they're gonna move so he can be his own individual. You know, so like I need him to I need him to fall on his face. I need him to like, you know, uh do the things that he's gonna do. Like, you know, it it you could tell you could tell an individual to walk in a straight line a million times. They always gonna go left and right if you keep telling them to go straight. You know what I'm saying? Like go straight, go straight, go straight, go straight. I don't feed it to him like that. Like I'm like you know, if you say, oh, nah, today go left, then they'll go straight. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I got, I got, yeah. I got, the, straight, I got the straight road now. Like, just, no. to go, just to go their own way. And I, I got to, I got to, like, be all, like, um, be comfortable. And you got to be comfortable, beloved, with, like, uh, knowing that you, like, kind of, like, set the example and you, you, like, been like, yo, this is how I, how I solidly feel. You know, and like, mm -hmm. let me lead, let me lead by example and show you how I'm living my life. He didn't see me bungle a million times. My youngest, he didn't say, like, I got, I got two sons, a daughter. Like they, they don't see me bungle a million times, but they see how, they see how I get back <clears> up <throat> and, and figure it out. And like, what, what I do tell them is like, yo, you bungle, you make a mistake, you own that. You don't walk with your head down. You don't move around as if like, you know, like that ain't yeah. your. That's your bungle on that bungle, like one thousand percent, and then like you know, just face face the world as you make. Nah, it's true. The way Ben Simmons had to face Philly, yo, he looked bad, crazy. Ben Simmons facing Philly, giving him the super boost. 
Quick, quick question. Um, well, not quick question, but um, question. I, I want to go back to your album, Great Hairs, because this album for me is very interesting. Because, like I said earlier on, this one got you a lot of notoriety. Is it safe to say that that was the one that people kept a good eye on you, like outside of mass and like probably overseas, and you know, people that was like in tune, which was, was trying to get in tune with you, and um, off probably off the track of the premiere track. Getting get the premier premiere track is is always the 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 one that's gonna like set it all off. Like you know, yeah. uh, that that really was the change. You know, we were we were young shorties like everyone else. Like yo, man, imagine rapping on a primo beat, or imagine you know what I'm saying being able to be in the studio with Nas, or being in the studio with with Jay or Big. You know what I'm saying? During that time, it was Nas, Jay, Big. It was like that. You know, that's how on, on the East Coast, you know, like that's what it was like, you know, we that's how we thought about it. So um, being able to being able to be in the environment that these individuals created and put a record together with the with who I consider the GOAT, you know, that that altered everything. You know what I'm saying? That altered everything. Being able to write, like, one of my favorites is definitely a large professor. You know what I'm saying? He's like one of the mm. slept-on producers of all time. Like, he, he done created some of the coldest records ever. But, like, you know, um, that Primo cosign is 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 a different... That's a different... Yeah. It's different. That always hits different. Like, you know, no matter who you are with, once you say Primo did it, it's like, yo, you good. You good in any neighborhood, you rock solid. So like that's you remember it wasn't me first, it was term. Like term term got the primo record and the primo cosign, and it was like, yo, Shorty made it. That's it. Like, yo, it's over. Wrap it up. Everything is is done. You know, when Crumb was in, in those environments, he was gangstar affiliated. It's like it's done. You know, memorize the Make them pay verse like yo. When I seen him get the hip hop quotable, it's like yo, I got hip hop quotable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yo, I, I got hip hop quotable, yo. I'll, I'll recite that verse. You know what I'm saying? To to the end of this end of the days, and like that was that was a representation for all of us. So like yo, it, that was the that was the opportunity. I know like when I was able to you know create say goodnight, I know that it meant something for a lot of a lot of little shorties coming from where we come from and like it, it showed like you know but like globally too like when I when I was in Portugal or if I was in Cuba, no matter where I was, that that those music um those um sound beds are, are timeless. That's legacy, you know what I'm saying? Because of the cosign. Hold that thought, hold that thought, because yeah. I, I want to get, because this, this, I want to get, I want to get into something real quick um, with the with the premiere story, because I want to know, like, how would you, how was your link with premiere? Was term your, your plug, or was it static? Static, static was my plug to, to Primo. Um, All right. Static, static, static uh, had, a, had a rapport with Primo, and, um, connection to Miami like I was I was living I was living in um Miramar and I had given up I was done I was done with music after my second album I was gonna like you know <laughs> I, I don't know what I was gonna do but I was gonna be living in Broward County and doing something different you know what I'm saying so like yeah. um Static came down to visit and he was like and this was 2000 I think it was 2007 or something like that he was like look I'm starting a new label, man. I want you to put a record out. Like, you don't really got to do 
nothing. Just get in the booth. I'll do it. I'll take care of everything else. You know what I'm saying? I was like, all right. He was like, yo, you got nothing to lose. Try it once. If it don't work, then cool. You go back to what you're doing. So <clears throat> from there, hmm. from, from there, I went up to, at the time, he was living in the Bronx. It was in um, Brooklyn at the time. And I went up there hmm. in Peace King. Yeah. What's up, beloved? During that time that you were living in Florida, what were you doing while your music career was like on the verge? What were you doing? I was just no, I was just um I was just doing little odd jobs. I was like I, I wasn't trapping or nothing like that. I was I was I was doing odd, little odd jobs. You know what I mean? I was I was doing this. Nah, shit. not like trapping, but like if you were like doing a nine to five, or you yeah, I was doing a nine like to five. I was. Up, I was. Or you were like I, entrepreneur. We used to rap and do a side. I, was, I didn't like understand that. the whole. I didn't understand the entrepreneur situation. Like you know, I understand it now. I didn't know how to be uh, be my own business, be my own brand at the time i just knew like i needed to to uh put food on the table you know i like like how, to, prior like to how that did, situation how you... i was living a different life uh just prior to coming down to you know uh just prior to coming down to <laughs> florida so you know so uh, on, another question is i'm sorry to attack you like this another question is too like you know what I'm saying? The thing is, like, so when, you know, back in the days, you were popping, and then when you moved out of the state and you went somewhere else, you were promoting your music, it dropped, you ended up doing a nine to five, but, like, how did it, you know... In the beginning, you... in the beginning, I was doing a nine to five, too, though. Like, I was, like, I, like, I wasn't in a position to be able to, like, uh, live off music. I was broke. I was super broke, you know what I'm saying? Like I was living check to check like everybody else and I was struggling and I was in a, the reason why I left music is because I was, I was hustling to get these CDs off. But at the same time, I had a new mouth to feed. Zeke was like yeah. a, a newborn yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, I can't be a, a newly married husband and a, a father and be living, uh, uh, scrounging like for for checks, and that's when that other life came into into play. I was like, "Yo, I gotta do something else." So I started living outside of the normal nine to five way of living, and that's what led to my my at the time my my wife moving to, to Florida because she wasn't dealing with what I was dealing with, like what the science I was like trying to create for my family wasn't working in her mind. That's not, we wasn't going to be trapping, you know? So like she, she moved South and for a period of time, I was like, you know, I'm going to be up here and I'm going to be a rapper who's a trapper. And this isn't my life. You know what I'm saying? This ain't what I, this is what I come from, but this ain't, this is, this is not how I'm built. She's She's Dominican. Dominican now my my, my my first wife my first wife believe it or not is, is from the same island is <laughs> my first wife is Haitian yes yeah, 
I got like an affinity. I got an affinity. I got an affinity for Hispaniola. Like there's something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an island. It's the whole island. That's the whole <laughs> island. The got whole you, island. Yo, you got no you got no wrong on that. It's whatever. <laughs> no, yo, 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 I got one more question. The way you just explained that part right there. So like you said um Retrack again. You said you had like you had three kids, right? I three, yeah, three. So I have five. Mm-hmm. So I have my first was a, was my daughter, and the rest was four boys. Like mm-hmm. I said, my son, he raps. Uh, it's my second, my it's my third one that was born. So when you went through all this, that's when your son started rapping. Or he nah. just started rapping now. Nah, like he saw all the things that you were going through. Well, not you through that you were going through, that you guys were all going through, and he just started to start rapping on the situation. So at the same time that you were rapping, your son was rapping also too. That's my question. That's a real good question. That's a real good question. But no, that's not how it happened for him. At least like I I think I think those were his experiences. Like, and so, you know, as he as he matures and like he has gain, gains his own little experiences part of those like experiences that he remembers are going to be a part of his his future dialogue uh he's more of a producer really but like he um but he like i said he's he he be scribing uh um and y'all check him out he's eyesight vision uh on on uh on our ig isight uh vzn he got he dropped a he dropped a um a little beat tape um back in um September, but um, you know he's he, he's growing, doing what he does uh, as a pro, uh, as, as an artist, and I, and as an artist, I think it really came, it really stemmed from, you know, him getting to a certain wave, yeah. And you'll you'll see my son, like quite like your son, he's he's got that '90ish vibe, you know. He's just uh, on that like, you know, I, I I remember hitting, I hit him up like you know using using like some of my influence i was talking to like feral munch and i'm like talking to him i'm talking to him about this project this album you know uh organize uh you know organized confusion and stress the extension agenda is like one of the greatest albums all the time you know what I'm saying? Nice. One of the greatest projects ever right and so that project i'm over here like bragging like that i know that i know this dude he's on my album and i'm talking to my son and i'm, I'm like yo like yo you gotta listen to this album and i and i'm like trying to tell him like i'm schooling him and he's like breaking down the record to me like yo what you talking about, yeah. I don't know about this like you can't school me. Like I like my son sharp like with it. Like he's like, yo, I, that's a that's one of those albums, those rare albums that like, yo, that's a you gotta dust off. You gotta be really digging to like and, and, it, and it's not it's not super super embedded. My son, he listens to like that kind like that kind of hip hop. Mm. You know, so he's like he's immersed in the he's immersed in the dirt with it. Like so he's a big MF Doom fan. He's like, yo, he's like he nice. he's super he's super into like, you know, uh uh I, I'm gonna be real with you. I wasn't an MF Doom fan. Like, yo, this is the thing, like, yo, a lot of people a lot it's of people that. It's okay, neither was I you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> You know when people pass away, <laughs> like, know, like I was always the biggest this guy fan. I can't, I can't stand that. Yo, like yo, I, yo, I love them. F doing, yo, right, I did not understand about the woodwork. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like, I, 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 I love Wu Tang. 
but like I know RZA, like I, I'm reading RZA's book right now. The originals, no, I know, I know, I know many people love the RZA, right? Anime Wu Tang is our anime. RZA is one of the most incredible producers in the world, but I can't, RZA stand, the the of all time. I can't stand the way RZA. <laughs> I never, you cannot. I never like his it. rhymes and his beats and his productions are awesome. You know, what he's talking about is amazing. The way he says what he's talking about is terrible to me. Like I just, I just can't get with his cadences and styles. Like yo, <laughs> what is this dude talking about? Why is he talking like that? So you know, that, always that's me off. RZA always threw me off, like, and MF Doom, like, that's all the same kind of pocket, though. That's all they, you know, yeah. it, it all falls kind of in the same pocket. And my son loves that. He's like, yo, this is this is the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my life. But that's, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. You tell you tell someone to go straight, and they're going to go left or right. And my son, he loves, loves it. Yeah, he's like, yo, he's immersed in that. Yeah. Go ahead, Cloud. I have a, um, I have a question. Would you ever do a LeBron, like what LeBron wants to do with his son? He wants to play in the actual team with his son. Do you want to do the same thing? Like oh, my son and, and I, produce, we, we cooking. And produce and we rap. Cooking. We cooking. We cooking together. Oh, shit. Oh, don't get it. Yeah, we working. <laughs> we already working. But he had, he gotta earn he gotta earn his stripes like he like he's done he's done come up like in, in, in attempt to do something like yo I'm not gonna I'm not gonna brag or say whatever it is but like I've done what I've done I've let I, I've created a, a, a little foundation for myself where I'm like yo you gotta bar up like you know like he gotta he you gotta are, earn that feature you gonna bar yeah he and he knows that like he's the beats and i'm like you know when he started with the beats i would be like yeah yeah that's dope that's dope but that's more dad talking saying, yeah. and then i'm like yo he sent me something and i'm like yo i hit my queen like yo this dude just sent me like yo you hear what this dude just hit me like this so the dad, now the dad hat came off yeah 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 now it's like yo oh i'm like yo when you send in that pack <laughs> how do you feel when he's actually when you actually see him because you say he's a producer rapper right mm -hmm. so how do you feel when you see him produce a beat and then he actually raps on it or when he has somebody rapping on it it's it must feel amazing right Oh, it's phenomenal. Like, I'm like, yo, the dude's better than me anyways. Yo, like, yo, he's like, <laughs> that makes me mad happy. He's like, yo, he's the future. He's the future. And, and, and the younger one, he's even more better than both of us. Like, yo, the younger yeah. one's going to be even better. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, like, I don't to compete with my, my young ones. Like, I'm not competing with you. Like, I want you to be better than me. So, like, yo, like, you know. Even if even if it ain't in what he's doing right now with this music thing or what my daughter was she like they they gotta be better than than us. They gotta like they gotta pay it forward and do I mean we gotta pay it forward so they can go and pay it forward so so they children are better than them. You know? Like that's yeah. that's the whole objective. Like so yo, yeah. Right, um, you're right, on, you're right. Yeah, on that point, so how do you feel um the future of hip hop is? Like what's your feeling on it? 
I think it's absolutely safe. Like people like get so caught up in like uh, the wrong perspectives and like that, you know, and, and it needs to sound like this though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, hip hop yeah, is the yeah. This is hip hop. That right there, yeah, that's yeah. not hip hop. Like, yo, leave it alone. Like, let it be what it is. Let it grow and foster into what mm-hmm. it's supposed to be. So we can we can appreciate the lotus for what it is. You yes. can't appreciate the lotus. Yeah. You only see it from one perspective. You know, so like when I was younger, when I was coming up, like I was a I was a hater. I was <laughs> I was a hater. I was a hater. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if anybody was not rapping like boom bap ish, like yo, I'm like yo, yeah. turn that off. Like that's just trash. That's trash. Like I was, my, let me tell you something about Sega Night. Sega Night, Sega Night, quick. Like um, when when Primo gave me the beat for Sega Night, I was like, yo, this is my opportunity. So I was dissing mad rappers. I was dissing so many rappers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this. dissing Lil Wayne. I'm dissing all, all the dudes who pop the most popping. I was dissing. Yeah. I didn't even have no beef with Lil Wayne. I just was like, I'm a diss. <laughs> Who's the popping person so I can get a little like attention? So I'm. I I do that. I I, I finish the record. The record's about to like be sent back to Static because I didn't record it with, with Primo. I recorded this with Static. So mm-hmm. I'm sleeping on my cousin's like floor in the stadium in the stadiums um, in Lawrence, right? So I'm sleeping on the floor. In the stadiums. Hey. <laughs> I'm like, I get a call, I get a call, <laughs> I get a call from Static, and Static don't even talk. He's like, yo, Primo wanna oh, talk to you. Primo get on the phone and he's like, yo, you ain't got those stripes. You ain't got those stripes, you can't be going. <laughs> you can't be going at my, yeah. some of these is my relationships. These is my peoples. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, son. Like, yo, either take the bars off or uh, like lose the primo record. Like that's a no brainer. Yeah. So, so you'll hear that there's people I'm dissing. And if you go to the shows, you'll see that like I, we were forever saying people's names. Like I'm dissing Lil Wayne, I'm dissing Kanye West. I'm just like, I love Kanye West. I was dissing Kanye. I mean, like I was dissing everybody fam. Like, yo, just, that's what it, that's what it was. <laughs> I come from like, straight savagery, man. I was like, yeah, oh. I mean, it's kind of like a, like what KRS does every year. He'll write a, he'll write a record for every top uh, rapper is going at their next. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll still whoop your ass on this, on this. Yeah, don't get it twisted. Bar shit. That's just yeah. preparations, keeping the dark sharp. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. But, you know, now Primo, Primo checked that. He was like, nah, shut this. Good save. Good save, Primo. Good save. <laughs> yeah. Yo, now that remind me, okay. Um, Rex, the track Cloud Nine. There's your version and there's the Joel Ortiz version. Who had that one first? I had it first. You you're talking about you had it first? You're talking about you're talking about um uh sing, sing like Bilal. That's that's yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, yeah. for either one of us, that record was for Bilal. What? Yeah, that record that record was for Bilal. Like that was a Bilal primo produced record, and we just got the wow. opportunity to rap on that. So like I can't really say much about it. It's hip hop. So like, you know, when I drop this or that, like um you know, literally right around the same time, uh, Ghost dropped a record that was exactly like pretty much the same production almost. 
Like, you know, that's just, that's hip-hop, fam. Like, you know, a, a lot of that's going to happen, you know, and um, it is what it is, you know. Jaws um, yeah. incredible. So I wasn't, I, I've never been worried. Like, you know, I was, I do what I do and like, you know, um, whatever happens around, around happens. And obviously. Okay. Is what it is. That beat was fucking phenomenal. And anybody that, Fire. that got that with the bars I mean they really had to bring the bars so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if, if, if it wasn't going to be you in this case you know it, it, it's good that it was a Yawa it was Joel really you know getting busy as he usually does so yeah he he was my favorite all the time of that crew he was always he was always my favorite oh man that is... right, we're going to talk about that later yeah Brother. Was the, uh, it was I'm, the I'm, best opportunity so, so I have some things to say about that. But I, I yeah, do, do want to uh, bring up an, um, this other Primo record that, that you did, which was 25th Hour, which is a fucking phenomenal, like, like that. When I first heard that, um, like, I literally did not stop playing that shit for like a whole day. I was just like, like yo, what did he just say? And I kept going back. And years later, I still find myself like, like I have playlists where I added the song, right? Like just that I made it on my iTunes. And it's like, damn, let me read the lyrics again because he said some shit I didn't catch before. And every time, like yo, the Prem set up like like a perfect sound for the content that you had on on that song. Like how how did y'all go about making it that that time? Because it was it was uh, you know years later. I think I think Prem Prem found my pocket like perfectly at that point. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Sega Night was Sega Night was solid. You know, like it was. I mean, it was it was a great record, but like you can tell, like you know, like I was sitting in in 25th hour. Uh, there's a lot more uh, aggression and 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 like like happening right now with Sega Night that that wasn't present in in um in 25th hour for me to find my voice like probably on a primo record like um yeah i think i think primo primo just found it perfect like found the perfect spot for me to sit at uh on that record uh you know and gosh, i mean it, it is what it is like <laughs> yo to, to just say you could have did it once would have been phenomenal but to say it happened again um you know that says that says everything um about um what what has happened throughout my career and it's not i mean obviously it's not just primo but primo primo always provides the 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 v1 you know yeah all right um okay so um i got a question because um i remember the one your mixtapes um i'm drawing a blank right now you remade um arrested development i'm um, tennessee and you switched it up to hennessy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and and now, you know, now recently, you know, you became one big, like, health freak that now we went from drinking Hennessy, now we, we drinking water here on the spot. So yes. I see you becoming like a real big health man. I catch you on the Instagram and you really be preaching health now. Um, how important is it right now being a black man or even for Latinos right now just to try to be healthy because, you know, we've seen what happened, uh, unfortunately, Sean Price, Five Dog, Prodigy, like we're all leaving out of here in an early age, and I see you really like change up your 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 whole like you know nutritious style. Mm -hmm. It started for me. It started for me when I was in Florida. Like um, I was uh I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. Uh, this was like um, <clears throat> I want to say 
2011, I believe, 2000, 2010, 2011, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure. And you know what I'm saying? Told I was gonna have to be like on the center pro for the rest of my life. And I was like, that's not happening. You know what I'm saying? I, start, I, I took the pills in the beginning. I took the pills in the beginning, probably for like, you know, six to seven months. But I was like, this ain't gonna be my lifestyle. So, you know, little by little, I did it step by step. I I, I quit smoking cigarettes first and, and, and I stopped drinking milk. And then it was just like a step-by-step process for me. It was pork next, then it was beef. And then I, I just knew I had to cut back a lot of the things that I was uh, told I needed to cut, cut back on. Now, alcohol was my biggest vice and it was always my opportunity to cover my tracks when I made a mistake. I could uh, I could use it as my excuse, my crutch for saying that like, you know, oh yeah, I bungled, but you know, whatever, it was the alcohol. You know what I'm saying? So like that just made it okay. You know what I'm saying? That was my, cho- that was my choice. That was my voice yeah. making a, 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 and my mom making a sound choice to say that like, I'm gonna stick with this one. We all have a vice, right? But um, now where I am in my life today, like it's just, it's not conducive to like me waking up at 5 a.m., going out and praying and doing grounding and earthing, being with my crystals. We have like a bird, a bird nest right here where birds, birds are coming over here. Like I'm talking to the trees and, 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 and um, you know, being out, being out with, with barefoot in, in, in the grass, like, I'm living a whole different lifestyle. And then at nighttime, I'm drinking like a whole joint of uh, a Glenlivet. So this is not conducive to what I'm talking about. You know, this is not conducive to the way I'm living my life. Uh, Qigong and then, you know, uh, a, a 40 don't, don't mix. So like, I gotta like, I gotta live and, and, and breathe what I'm talking about. And, and my queen and I, we're talking health and wellness. We're all about, you know, uh, paying it forward and talking to the community, the black and brown community specifically about uh, not, you know, uh, to, to, to get to the point where you dispel that myth of like, we're going to die when we're 33 or we're going to die when we're like 40. And like, and, and even if you live past those years and get to 60, 70, what was the quality of those past, those last 20 to 25 years? What was the quality like? So, um, I value self, I value the relationships around me, and I want to be there for, for, for my village uh, in, in, in a sharp capacity uh, with mind, body, and spirit. So I had to alter a lot of that. Sam? Okay. All right, man. That's dope, man. I mean, well, um, health is wealth. That's what people say. That, right? So that's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful yes. thing. So what's up for next? What's, what's up next for Rex now? You know, what we got now planned for the future? Any more albums? Any more? Well, we're on things, you know, what we got up next here in the near future? Uh, we're on Discord, so I want y'all to like check out Crypto Hip Hop. That's like um, that's one of my companies with a with a bit a, a group out in Aust- Austria and um, in Spain. Uh, individuals I'm I'm doing some biz with on the NFT uh, space. I'm gonna drop a, a NFT uh, entitled Metaverse uh, real soon with uh, the producers Show Us Thirteen out of Mass. Um, uh, look for look for that. Um, doing a uh, twenty year. This is my twenty years in hip hop, like we spoke of earlier. So I'm doing like sort of a celebration. I'm I'm hitting the road. I'm gonna do the West Coast for the first time in like ten years, and I got some you know European dates finally uh, stacked up again. And I'm gonna be doing the East Coast as well. I just bought. I just booked Miami actually. Um, I'm gonna be in um, Miami on September. 
September, I believe, 2nd. It's a, it's a Thursday night uh, in Wynwood. I don't, I don't remember the name of the, um, the venue, but yeah, I, I just booked um, Miami today. So um, I'm gonna be hitting the road uh, in, in, um, in honor of this 20 years in hip hop. It's a legacy, it's kind of a legacy tour, but like, don't get it twisted. I got like five albums finished right now. And I'm like, oh. I work. I did, yo, I do this. Oh, no, you're inspiring. You're inspiring. I do this right yeah. now. And, and, and like, I'm not taking bars off. I appreciate it. Don't think that, like, yo, you know, I'm going out and, like, yo, I'm aging like fine one. Like, I'm, I'm about to <laughs> be in that pool for a very long time, like, um, uh, spitting them darts, you know. And, um, I'm Can just I ask a question, though. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. Um, when did it, when did it hit you that you should stop the drinking and like the excess? So, um, again, like, so like I, I pray, I pray, do my meditation, my yoga and all these different aspects, uh, daily. Right. And, mm. uh, it's a mind, body, spirit thing for me, uh, consistently. Right. Within that mind, body, and spirit thing, like I was recognizing that, like you know, you can get caught up in the physical for a long period of time, but when you disconnect, you can't be connected to your spiritual aspect, your higher version of yourself. Because uh, in in explaining my chakras, and if you ever want to build on this level, we could build on this level, like on a personal level. But like for my chakras to be aligned, for me to be balanced, I can't I can't truly attain a higher version of myself if I'm living in my ego self. My ego self is entrenched in all these vices and in in other aspects of who I uh, it's all lit. It's all embedded in the physical nature of who we are, and that's what that's what we put into our body. Our body is a vessel, and it's we're not truly these bodies we live in. We're not truly this mind. We're not even that. Like a lot of times, individuals are so caught up in that matter, you don't recognize who you really are. Like when I say I got yep. knowledge myself, it's not yep. that. I'm I'm a five percent. I'm not a five percent. Uh, my practice is shitadnata, comedic spirituality, and my mind frame is that you know I'm beyond. I'm beyond this physical vessel. We are all more than just this mm -hmm. physical vessel. We are all energy. We yep. are all interconnected, and we are all one. In order to be interconnected, in order in order for me to you know raise my frequencies and connect and bring forth positive vibrations, I gotta dispel all the toxicity and. Obviously, the drinking gotta go. It's just—it's not even—it's not even a question, and it—and it's not gonna be in my mind. It's not gonna be difficult because I know what my practices are. I know what my focuses are, hey. and that's why—that's why I had to speak it out to the public, and not—not not to be like braggadocious or be like, "Yo, it's gonna be a—it's gonna be difficult in the physical realm of things." But yo, the, the physical realm does not control everything. You know what I'm saying? That's when you connect yeah. to your ego. You're connected to your ego. You're like, oh, you're, if you're ego driven, yeah, it's gonna be difficult. But I'm not ego driven. I'm connected to my higher self. All right. Can I say something? Can I say something? Now yeah. that we have crack in here, we have crack in here. He's um, he 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 speaks more on that part. Cracking me. I was like, yo, fam. No, 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 no. We got crack in here. Our brother, our brother, Alright, uh, cool. He's, he's, he's also on the. He knows about that, so he speaks about that. 
He talks mm-hmm. about ego and shit. That's what I'm saying. So and he got a song. Rex got a song called The Ego, which which yeah. y'all should listen to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he can if he's gonna jump on right now. So yo, crack, you yeah, say I feel... yo, what up? Right here, this right here. Wrong video. Oh shit! The Egyptian Book of the Dead. So we call it yep. Pertim Hebu. That's Ooh, the Pertim Hebu. What's that book? Hold on, let me take a picture. It's called. It, it's. It, this is like the Western right. version. I mean, could, that that title, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. That's not the 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 real title of it. It shouldn't be called mm-hmm. that. In, in hieroglyph, the the hieroglyphics, the real translation would be the Book of Coming Forth by Day, or the Book of Coming Into the Light, or the Book on How to Enter the Light, or the Pertim Hebu. The Pertim yeah. Hebu is the is is. Most uh, there, there's not really a, a true translation or understanding of how to like translate that concept, uh, and, and that's where a lot of people get lost. Um, the the study of metuneta is is the words in the in the in the um, it, it's the words of the gods. It's the it's the um, uh, and, and when we think of God, we can't we can't disconnect God and God. It's just the same thing because all is one, right? Everything is everything is yep. everything. All is one. So uh, when I say Neta, when I say uh, Shita Neta, which is the hidden mysteries of the, uh, of the gods and the goddesses, right? Uh, or the Neteru, that's the gods and the goddesses. So that, that could be Meru Neta or Pa Neta. Is, the is thing like, is, yeah. Kemetic science, kemetic science. Yeah, yeah. Sacred geometry yeah. as well, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, like, like I, I, I grew up because all of us grew up with fucking the, that, oh, God is whatever. But I grew up with believing. I'm agnostic because I believe in like a higher spirit and a higher energy or whatever you want to, or a higher God, whatever. Like, what's that called? Agnostic? Agnostic, yeah. You don't, you don't know yeah, what yeah. it is if you believe in something. Yeah, because I have my mother... I had I had five percenters that are that were good friends. I had fucking like fucking not Jewish um, other people that believed in different religions, Muslims and all that shit. So I'm in that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like yo, when you said ego, I'm like oh, that's the perfect um, segue for for fucking. Kraken to come in because that nigga, well, that nigga well, loves this shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you got to separate it uh, from those those Abrahamic religion. They they do center on the ego, right? Like the idea that you're gonna follow one person and one person's gonna tell you what's good and what's what's right and wrong. Uh, what Rex is, is also is mentioning is that the African religion, right? The, this indigenous African religion that thought about multiple gods and goddesses and that you have to dive into different parts of your life to get some type of clarity as, as opposed to just diving into one part, right? One Jesus, right? One Muhammad, one Buddha, right? So it really is going beyond Abraham, right? Beyond that, before all that shit, right? Because that shit is that shit is recent compared to like Egyptian times, right? Mm-hmm. And really going yeah. back 
to that first part um, where the ego often was dissolved because of the shit that you did in order to get divine, right? Like the 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 shit that you were drinking, the the mushrooms you were taking, right? All that shit was part of the religious practice. When Abraham and Jesus, there was a separation of all that, right? All that stuff was seen as pagan, and they got rid of it. Uh, and it's just so important to go back to your indigenous roots because when once you get that. It, you realize what you've been missing. It, it's like you found a a lost lo, a, a long lost cousin. You're like, oh shit! No wonder that shit speaks to me. It, it's like in my it's, it's like in our blood, especially anything that's coming from like West Africa. That shit speaks to you, and you have no idea. You've been removed of that shit for centuries, and but you, it still resonates with you. So that's that's beautifully put. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think. I think we, the reality is, is like all all human existence can, is interconnected to that very concept and idea. It doesn't matter what um, melanated melanated or not. And my belief system is like uh, the the human conditions are mirror reflections of the all. Like everything that is in existence kind of mirrors its it mirrors um, another all aspects. Right? right, and so it doesn't really matter where you where you come from and like what you believe in. I dive into the Bhagavad Gita. I, I read the Bible. I read um, the Quran. I read them all. So like, uh, right. I can find value. I can find value in everything. But like to to reiterate, I mean to like piggyback off what you said. Like the the reality is those Western religions, those those religions followed. Um, the original, the original manuscript took what they liked out of it, and then denied right. the portions that didn't fit into their little cons conception. Right, it, it, ideas. It, it, it was the beginning of of civilization turning more individualistic, thinking about the individual more. Constantine, like, Constantine, got, right, right. It was Constantine, Constantine coming into existence, and Constantine was like, in order to control the populace, we gotta control their religion. So we gotta be in a position to control the religion, and any anybody who's following the belief system, you know, of a, of a Western belief system, need only go back to Constantine and figure out what the original idea was in killing the Messiah. It's like this is not this is not fabricated information. It's it's information that's right there for you to read it if you want to read right. it. Like you know, what I'm saying right. they they wrote the and book. And, 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 and it reproduces itself. They cut the books. <laughs> That's right, just right. what happened. You know and, it, and it reproduces itself because yeah. this is how you control humans, right? So somebody yeah. else is going to do it in a, in a few thousand years from now, you know? Like, it just keeps yeah. on happening, you know? It's, a, it's, it's, it's the oldest, uh, oldest and, and easiest propaganda form, and it's, 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 it's from time immemorial, always going to be able to control individuals and species. And now that you have social media, uh, the catch 22, the other side of the coin is where individuals are always going to find something online that validates their argument. So you can mm -hmm. go online and believe with whatever you want to believe and never look at the opposite version of that conversation or fi find, look for any perspective. And you're going to be able to say, this is why Jesus had blonde hair. This is why Jesus had eyes. This is, you know, you can you can find an argument for all that, you know. And, so, I got a I got a question for you. Then, do you feel like your um your your consciousness, right, like your social consciousness, um, has 
I mean, it's definitely has shifted, so that's not the right question. But how is it different from like the first part of your career versus like the second part of your career? Like in how this part of your life um, kind of plays out in your music? Knowledge itself changes everything. You know what I'm saying? So like you, when you know who you are, uh, like, and you're not no longer seeking that aspect. I'm not saying that, like, I'm still a student. I'm a student for the rest the remainder of my life. Rela remainder of existence, I'm always going to play the student role. But I have knowledge itself. I was walking blind in the first, you know, first quarter of life. I really had zero uh, con concept of who uh, I am. Now, I, if somebody asked me who I who I am, uh, many different things would happen. I would say I'm Corey. I would say that I'm a black man. I would say that, you know, what I'm saying I'm a male. I would say all these different defining divisions and separations that kind of define human existence rather than saying saying that I am. You know what I'm saying? When somebody says who, who I am, I am tells you that I am existence. I am life. I am part of something greater than just this concept that individuals create as partitions and divides because we live in duality. You live in duality yep. when you see black or white, when you see um, tall, short, when you see the divisions. These divisions are created to distract us. Our senses are, 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 are our greatest distractors. That's why every rising we need to meditate and close our eyes from everything that we uh, that we tap into. When you wake up, when you wake up in the rising and you sit down and you meditate, you're now connecting to something beyond the physical and the mental. You are now tapped into spirit. So that's the reason for meditation, just breathing, connecting to the oneness of everything. You know what I'm saying? Because beyond all this physical, like when, when you sit there and really conceptualize it, you're not this body. You're not your name. How could you be your body? How could you be? There's something that's observing this body. There's something that's observing this mind. That's beyond the existence as you know it. It's not about your body. It's not about the mind. It's the spirit within all of us that's interconnected, and that's the oneness, and that's where a lot of individuals get it twisted, and that's shitad nature, that's comedic. It was written for us for, from our ancestors. It was written. But if you don't study it or practice it, then you lose it. It already is a part of you because I do believe in reincarnation. I believe that you are reborn, to exist again and repeat it until you get it right. Once you get it right, you then you go beyond this existence so matters matter like yo like energy is energy energy can't disappear so if we're not if we're not talking if people say they're not you're agnostic you're atheist whatever you want to believe if you believe in science and math then you know the numbers tell you what it is energy is energy so if energy is energy even when you leave this earth you still exist <laughs> That's that's why I think that's why I always think that and not always it's kind of more recent. Um, you know, this is what mushrooms will get you to. But um, <laughs> I, 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 now when I think about like heaven or hell, right? I think about it like the energy that you give people when they think about you, right? Oh, so, so if 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 our you know our brother Lou, right? He's in heaven because when I think about him. 
is in the positive light, right? And his contribution to to our space and to the world. To somebody else who he might have done wrong, maybe to that person in that world, he's somewhere else. Maybe not in heaven because, you know, we all do dirty shit. And maybe, it, so you're, you're never in one place or another, and it's all about energy and how people fuck, fuck with you, especially after you're gone. Let's do a perspective. Mm. That's valuable. That's yeah. absolutely valuable. So, That's yeah. why he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a doctor from the squad out here. Just that was, that much. Perspective to hear, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, look, man, you guys have any more questions left here? Um, I got one. Right. Um, the name Rex. What inspired it and what does it stand for? So, um, I, my first rap name was MC Rock. I never had another rap name, Rex and MC Rock. MC Rock is a shorty, and then it became Rex uh, because I was the biggest KRS-One fan, and I loved acronyms. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Rex became Rex because of rhythmic. It, it, it turned into rhythmic eternal king supreme. And just because, like, you know, I was like rocking the mic, wreck the mic. That's just it, it was always about like what what you're gonna do when you uh, get a hold of the microphone. So like that's really what I was thinking. But like I wanted it to be deeper than just you know wrecking the mic, which was real. Uh, dope is like is top tier hip hop like slang, you know like you can't you can't never that can never be whack, yeah. Ever, you know. And you see how you used to wreck mics, you were destroying, and then this late this latter part of your career, this sort of second half, you uh, you're rebuilding, you know, destroy and rebuild, taking from the lessons and whatnot. It is, it is, yeah, absolutely. I got. I got one one final question. Uh, aliens come down and they want they want they want two sons. Oh yeah, yeah. You already asked this question. No, 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 contribute to hip hop. Two of your songs. What songs are you giving? My on? songs? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's, that's a dope question. Uh, where the aliens are? You, I, I, when, when, when I ask regular non-artists, I ask them what hip hop songs. Are you an artist? So, I mean, you got to pick your own songs, right? You ain't going to give these motherfuckers Biggie, nigga. You got to give them your own Listen to my... Listen to my... Dan Lies the Ego. I probably would not use my, my records, but now because you said to use my records, I will. <laughs> right, right. So so two two of your records that that was, that showcases... Your your best, your your not not only your best, but your contribution to hip hop. Your contribution to hip hop that highlights your contributions to hip hop. And it, uh, to me, it, it will be 
25th Hour and, and Mr. Nobody. If we're talking, if we're talking hip hop, 25th Hour is now one of my favorite. Like, it, it's one of my top tiers. But like, when it's my go-to, it's, it's not my go-to to say this is my, you know, top record. But like, 25th Hour, Mr. Nobody, 25th Hour being like a hip hop, hip hop record. But then Mr. Nobody tapping into um, the emotions that is, you know, the 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 music and how we are able to like utilize it for what I utilized it for, for my entire life to explain the traumas and, and, and deal with a lot of the the um, situations that we all deal with. People can relate even if my my story is not exactly their story, they can find us find some similarities in, in, in what I what I um, what I pinned in that record. Cool, cool. All right. Thank you, man. Wow. Let's go. Let's go. sit here and talk for hours, man, but I know you got to gotta take yourself to bed right now, but thank you, man. And, awesome, you man. know, to, to, end this, to end this, to end this right, to end this right, um, yeah, to, to end this right, you know, um, my brother just mentioned, you know, we had a, another brother here that was with the, with us, with the crew. He was actually the one that, um, organized this whole podcast thing and you know unfortunately he translates to the other side but um we used to talk behind the scenes and your name was always was mentioned up you know as far as like hip-hop artists and the one thing he used to say yo it'll be dope to have this dude out of here and out over here and you know just break bread with him and i remember two of his favorite two of your favorite joints that he used to like rock out with you was the joint with apollo brown yeah oh yeah, yeah. the apollo brown joints both of them the hip-hop joint Future Future Kings off that record. Um, yes. Yeah, this new one I got a bunch of Apollo joints on a new album too. But like, yo, the, uh, yeah, that, those two were the ones. Yeah. Yeah. Those so are. um, there there was two people that we always mentioned try to have us on the show, and you was one of them. You were the one that was acting the top of the food chain, man. So just off of that, thank you for coming through, man, and showing love. And I know he's probably up there working his magic. And thank you. Thank you for having me and peace and love to your beloved bro who, who transitioned. You know, he's here, he's here in the rafters and he he's here in the wind right now. So that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, Rep in Law Town or that. Rep in Law Town as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Town, baby. The fullest, man. So greatly appreciate it, man. And we're gonna talk later on behind yeah. the scenes, man, because um you're gonna come through the Boston, right? That's right. That's right. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk later on, man. I got some stuff here that uh, I want you to be a part of if it's possible. It also involved that crypto thing because I got some people out here messing with that. So I want you to look at them. Yeah, absolutely. Let's build. Yeah, man. So thank you, man. Oh, it was nice to it was nice to meet you, brother. Beautiful conversation. Peace 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 if I can help, if I can help in any way, y'all let me know. Thanks for having me, yo. Hey, man. man. Thank you very much. And when I and with, yeah. when I touch down in Florida, because I'm gonna head down there, man. We're Lincoln. Nah, you in Georgia, dude. You know, I'm I'm talking to Jackson because I remember last time you did something with Jackson and Sky Zoo, so I'm still stuck on that. I was supposed to go yeah, there. Oh. Jackson is the one who just booked me, like in Miami. Jackson's still out there. Yeah, like, he yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just booked me in Miami. Oh, Jackson? Yeah, Jackson? yeah, Jackson, Jackson. Oh, I know Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Jackson's Jackson. out. You linked, you, you linked up with him and um, you linked up with him and um, Fane out there. Shout out to Fane. So, yo, Jackson and his, and his, I know his, I grew up with his brother. 
Jackson's good, bro. Good people. Even though Jackson knocked me out after I um, <laughs> intercepted, <laughs> I, I intercepted. No, I I did an interception. <laughs> and, I, and I did an interception in a football game, in a in a street game, and he and he got mad. Whatever. Oh, that doesn't even sound like Jackson. You got knocked out by Jackson, my nigga? Like that? No, 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 no. He knocked me. Nigga, he's older than me. I was like in fifth grade. I was like like in fifth grade. He was an eighth grader. Jackson's like, bro, he sounds so Lawrence, yo. If Jackson knocks me out, you niggas kill me because Jackson, I said that. I'll text him right now. Yo, he's so. the most peaceful dude. Jackson is a good people. Yeah, yeah, man. Great, 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 great job, mate. Great job. Yeah. All right, all right, Rice, right, man. It was nice meeting you. Yeah, man. Peace and love, brother. Peace and love. Sorry. Sorry for my trauma. Sorry for my trauma. Oh, shit. Oh, the picture I get of this brother Jackson is that that even though he that's not his demeanor, but he he put he damn near. Killed you that day, huh? Yeah, you know, he, he got he got like retards, think... you know. No, yeah, shit. Yeah. Hey, yo, <laughs> really? Crack, yo, cut that, cut that. Time yo, oh, oh, no, oh, now you want to cut that? Yo, um, again, we want to thank Rex for coming out here showing love. Uh, yeah. the interview was fucking great. That was dope. That was a dope, yeah, dope man. interview, man. For real, this fucking oh, this man. Video, we'll continue here on. The Russia.